welcome to episode six of the Sin City Runaround. This week, we're talking about speed. We're talking about PRs for each of the uh, contestants on this week's podcast. Steve Heisel, Andrew Witterer, and Sarah Frischbach join us to talk about their different PRs and their different distances, as well as myself. Um, and then uh, Steve helped kick us off on the uh, the speed work and, and how important it is and what, what kind of techniques that we all have. I think we focused mainly on PRs this week start talking about speed so uh talking about prs the uh so my uh experience with with prs uh specifically i always want to focus on marathons because that's the distance that i usually go for i've done 20 marathons uh well i guess yeah 20 marathons and it's it's been elusive so my first marathon was in xenia in 2014 and I had a pretty good time, to be honest. It was one of my best times I've had over overall, overall those 20. I mean, that was, it, I think it's like my, still my fourth best marathon. I got a 423 or 4, 432, somewhere in there, uh, which is actually kind of my average too, if, if you over, over those 20. Immediately afterwards, I did the after Xenia, then I trained for the fall in Columbus, which is, I, I mentioned last time, my favorite marathon. So that had a lot to do with, I think, how quickly I ran that one. but. I uh, ended up getting a 419 on that, which was uh, fantastic. And I had a great time. And it was one of the only marathons where I hit that that last opening stride, right? And I, I felt like I had energy at the end, and I just drove through it and, and uh, ended up with that 419. So that stayed around for three years. Not because I didn't try, but because it's just that my, my marathon started slowing down. My training was, I guess, less focused maybe or – probably less determined in terms of my speed speed work that I was doing in terms of what my what I thought my goals were supposed to be and what what they actually were and uh, not a lot of guidance around the people that I was running with because I I wasn't really focused on that I was just focused more on being with the group and running with the group and not really focused on my time so anyway I guess my point is is that my PR lasted for three years and then finally two years ago yeah I ended up getting like a four 417 or yeah 417 and that was i don't even remember i think that was louisville no it wasn't louisville it was just somewhere else anyway uh and then just um the, this last year so 2019 at, at flying pit or at uh, louisville i got a 216 so it was literally like just seconds faster from what i was looking for but my goal has been for the last ever since i got that 419 my goal has always been 415 um which kind of shows you where I, I keep inching closer to it and I'm, I'm like a minute off, but I'm still not there. And once I get to 415, then, then we'll talk there afterwards. PRs are elusive for me anyway. And, and that has always been a focus of, of mine and been a pain point because you start chasing that and you don't hit it and then it's frustrating. And then you, you especially with long distance races, you have, to, you have so much training to do. There's really, you really can't just turn around and go for another PR usually you have to you know you're aiming in the spring and then you're aiming in the fall and so you've got an entire season between the two to to, i guess let it uh let it stew in your brain who uh wants to go next on that i i mean i don't know you guys have any like what what do you guys think of, of my experience with pr i guess my experiences are pretty similar um pr is pretty elusive to me too, I'll go years without PR and and then all of a sudden I will. Um, 
it just, I guess, depends on, like, what's going on in my life, too. Like, if I'm having, like, injuries or um, just, like, my training schedule, like, how good my training is or, or whatever. But it can definitely be frustrating to not PR. Um, so when was, when was your last PR, then? Um, my last PR for the half marathon was two and a half years ago, um, 148.57, uh, at the Heart Mini. And then my marathon PR is five years ago, just under four hours. I came very close two years ago, but I missed it by about a minute. So is that, was that last one? like uh, under four or was it still over four it was four okay oh it was like a minute and a half so So you've had that marathon one for five years Mm -hmm. but this year I haven't trained for the marathon so I don't have any attempts for this year hopefully next year I can attempt again but that that doesn't make a difference for your PR too because if you're if you're focusing on other distances, obviously those those PRs are going to stay dormant until you head back and try to take care of them. Because mm-hmm. I mean, my my 5K PR was like uh, five years ago, and I don't I don't ever care to beat that one. <laughs> yeah, I've done so many diff yeah like so many different distances too, like the 50 mile I did two years ago, and then um. Sometimes I go and I focus on the half, too. So that just depends. So hopefully I can someday. Are you, are you, are you aiming for a PR right now? No, not right now. Okay. I'm trying to build the, you know, my base um, for the rest of this year so I can try to tackle some goals next year. Okay. Yeah, I've got a couple PRs, but I, mine are actually probably all older than even Sarah's and, and yours. Like, so my fastest 5K is probably five or six years ago at 20 flat. My fastest 10K is probably five years ago, 45 something, I think it is. I don't actually know that one off the top of my head. My my half marathon is at least five years old at 138. My fa- My fastest marathon is at least seven years old at 345. My uh, fastest 100-miler is 22.30-something, and that's at least five years old as well. So none of my PRs have been within the last couple of years. I've been kind of focusing on other things and just running a lot of races, not necessarily fast, but just a lot of them. You know, the one thing I do remember I I should note, just because I find it amusing, and maybe others will, maybe others won't, maybe folks will think this is pretty dumb, I don't know. But so my half-marathon PR – was right before a marathon and, and what I mean is literally I had to finish the half marathon and before 140 I never run under 145 prior to my half marathon PR I, I signed up for a challenge that made you run a half marathon in 140 or quicker in order to then run a full marathon immediately following the half marathon you had five minutes to transition from the half to the full and if you weren't starting the full marathon by one hour, 45 minutes after you started the half, you were disqualified. 
anyway, like I said, that, that's where my half marathon comes from, my PR. But all of those have been five or six years ago at, at the earliest. So Sarah keeps telling me I need to refocus and maybe try for a marathon in PR. Maybe I will soon, but just hasn't been on the radar. I've been just doing other things. On that challenge race that you did with the half and then the full, did you train for the, the half to be able to bolster that time? I knew that I had to focus on the half marathon. I knew I could run a full marathon. So I trained pretty much for a half marathon, a speedy half marathon. Like I did all the, uh, the speed work and everything uh, for that to try to make sure that I could hit the 140 or quicker mark on, on the half. And I, I had to go for it. And um, thankfully it's a very flat course and the wind was in my favor that day and I was able to get it done. But yeah, you, like all my training was specifically for the half. I, the long runs were full marathon long runs, but everything that I was doing on days that weren't long runs were specifically trying to work on speed for, for that half. I, w- I was hitting those workouts hard. Since I've known you, you've always been more of a, you run a lot of races. You pace a lot, you pace a lot of races, and that also can impact how you, how you are with going for PRs and such, because you're, again, you're not, you're focused on the recovery time more than you're focused on the speed. With COVID being this year and everything, I was averaging about 12 marathons and ultras or ultras a year. I mean, that doesn't give you a lot of time to really focus on speed. Obviously folks have some, uh, some runners out there can do a little bit of both. I've never found success in being able to do a lot of races and doing them quickly. I wouldn't say they're necessarily slow, but, they're not as fast as maybe as if I would have just focused. So, you know, I'm trying to get to all 50 states. Sarah is too, and just run a lot of, lot of races. So haven't really been able to focus on speed and that's okay. Yeah. So Steve. My last PR was probably in high school <laughs> and that would have been in cross country. You know, the one thing I'm going to, I'm going to speak to everybody that's uh, struggling with health issues. Cause I've, I've only done three marathons and every one of those, I was probably in the category of runners that shouldn't even show it up that day. My first was Columbus eight years ago today, actually. And that was four, four forty, And I've done the pig a couple of times, the full pig a couple of times since then closer to five hours. But in all those cases, I went in injured uh, you know, I trained, followed the program, all that kind of stuff to the nutrition. But if you if you look at me, I'm not built like a runner. So I kind of one of those people that defies the odds that even finishing is, is the accomplishment. It's not so much the time. So for me, marathon times really don't count because I just want to survive. Uh, my approach to marathon running is kind of like my approach to swimming. Just get to the other side of the pool. There's no an effort of, of determination. Going to more practical distances for me, my half, my best half was uh, around 150. Best 10K, I'm thinking probably around 42. My best 5K, again, was high school. It was probably 19 minutes. But recently, I've been running a lot of country courses with my daughter. She just turned 22 years old, and she's kind of got a new new interest in running. So her favorite is the... It's 5K, so to keep it interesting, we've been hitting all the local high school courses now that they're marked. And so my this is kind of kind of transition into the speed work idea. So for me, it's not so much the speed or getting a PR; it's more than just completing and being healthy at the end of it. What my, my approach right now is because I'm, I'm actually intentionally not 
going crazy with with uh, overtraining because I'm trying to save my knees and ankles for when I get to be 65. And I'm not joking because at that point I want to be kicking those guys' butts. So that's going to be the competition. Just do it in old age. <laughs> that's funny because th- th- that's when you, uh, when it comes to like Boston and stuff. I always think about 65. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like why, why, why? You know why? You know youth is wasted on the young. Why? Why? Why have to work harder? I mean, if we get the same glory, just wait. My approach to speed work is really not so much to get faster, but it's to improve my anaerobic recovery. So if you turn a corner and you hit a bunch of wind, or if there's a little bit of a hill or that kind of stuff, where when you come out of that extra challenge, you can go back into your pace and not be completely winded or fatigued, you can just kind of get back into it and enjoy the the aerobic part of it. So for me, it's not speed work to be faster. It's speed work to improve anaerobic recovery. Anaerobic recovery. So you're focused more on just getting, keeping, well, you run into the, the hard part and you're, you're able to keep moving. And so you're just focusing on your overall run and as a whole. Right. It goes, it, it goes hand in hand with my overall concept of just surviving. Definitely when you're coming to going into the more long distance runnings and stuff, that is, that is obviously key. But even in some of your short runs, I mean, if you can focus on maintaining a higher average, no matter what you're hitting, then that changes your speed across the entire board. So you don't necessarily have to hit your highest speed on your, you do your fastest mile. If you can do some of the more difficult parts of the race and do a faster part there, then, you know, you can kind of relax it on the other side. And as you said, survive. Right. Because I'm not doing it to be competitive. I'm doing it to have fun. (laughs) Fun? What's that? Everyone's got their, well, everyone understands the concepts of running because you've got your speed work is your well everybody has certain days for speed work and then um so so they're focused on the track right they go five by one hundred or or do the ladders or do the things that are specific around speed work that is always mentioned in that sense but I have seen better results from people that it it's not the track that they hit they go on the runs that they have that are they're normal and they'll hit their mile five and they'll shoot for uh, their fastest mile on mile five or they'll shoot for their fastest mile at mile 10 later when when their body's already kind of worn out that is a technique and i i'm sure there's a name for it and i'm sure people will yell at me for this because i'm you know our the running group head here but uh, i don't remember that you guys remember the name of of that technique intervals or fartlicks I mean, I guess it's kind of like fartleks. I'm not sure. I, I, I think there's probably another name for it, and I'll probably figure this out. Fartleks are more just variations throughout your entire run, whereas this technique, I think it's more focused around later later miles faster. And then... Oh, rever- reverse splits? Yeah, it definitely is a reverse split for sure. I've been trying to do it more myself because I've been finding that it's been speeding me up. And on top of that, one of well, one of my goals was for this year because all of my runs well not all of my runs a lot of my longer runs especially in the marathon pace or distance i i flat out die at the end and i mean to the point where i'm just walking because i just i've worn myself out in the very beginning and so my whole goal for this this year when i started it was every every training run my goal was to reverse split yeah one of the things that my my cross-country coach was always harping on us about was always 
be able to have your fastest mile at the end. You know, if you've ever done cross country competitively, you know, it's really more of a chess game than anything else. So you weren't out to win. You're out to beat the other guy that was ranked the same as you. So if you're, you know, number five runner, you want to beat all the other number five runners. That was, that was your competition. So the one thing we used to do is we actually just train and do this was, you know, run your, run your race. And then he'd mark out the last 500 yards and you would sprint it. You had to go all out sprint. And after doing that for three years, it just kind of became a natural thing. So even you know, like, you know, the last flying, last couple of flying pigs, I was sprinting. And part of it was not just because that lesson was so ingrained in my head, but it was always fun to be, you know, look powerful at the end. It makes a great, great, great action shot. You know, the flying pig has the challenge where the last mile is the, the speed mile. They take, I don't know the exact formula, but it's something like they take your average for the first 25 miles and then the last mile if your average is the it's the fastest compared to your re other 25 miles you win a prize i don't know yeah so that, that that's i kind of get why why that's a motivator yeah you know just a little bit of fun it does feel good to cross that finish line going fast right hitting the ball they've got that little piece of columbus where you you turn the corner and then you're head, you basically head down this long, long stretch and you kind of dip down and then you come back up into the big crowd and the crowd's all cheering for you. And it's just, it is perfect for that kind of feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's actually one of the nice features about that course. I think that tempo runs work better for me, the intervals. I really like the intervals. I think they're kind of fun for some reason. I don't know why. But the tempo runs are what mostly like help me in races, especially because I mostly run half marathons. I find the tempo runs pretty useful, especially if I'm doing them consistently. The key is that I have to be doing them consistently. I I don't do a lot of tempo runs, although I did uh, I have okay, so every day at lunch I do a 5k. I've been doing a 5k. And I've been streaking pretty well on that um, because work I work lines up pretty well where at noon I could go out and get a good one. I was looking at my Smash Run, which is one of my favorite websites to visualize my run. And they have their – no matter what distance you run, they, they when you finish your run, it gives you your top 30 of that distance. And I was looking at it the other day, and all of my 5K runs, all of them were like from 2017, 2015. I mean, it's been like years since I've hit that 5K. So last week, I in two days, I ended up hitting hitting the top 30 twice, which made me feel really good. So now I've got two from 2020 on there. And since I do it every day, I see it every day. Now I now I have to turn my attention to 10K, but it's a little harder to work in a 10K at lunch. Uh, 5K, I can do. I just keep my streaks on there. Just shy of 300 days. That's crazy. I was just going to say, like, I feel pretty good the last three months getting in the mileage that I've gotten. Um, you having a streak like that is amazing. I... What I've always kind of heard and what I've always seen is, is people run most runs just too fast. You know, you go out and maybe you're trying to run, let's just say, nine-minute miles from for a marathon. You go out on a Saturday long run. Most people run their long runs Saturdays. It could be Sunday. It doesn't matter but you're running 915s for your long runs. Okay, so you're not really slowing down. And then 
you know, most running groups, they'll do their speed work on Tuesday. So on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever your speed work is, now you're pushing your body and you're not recovered from that Saturday long run. The Saturday long run, you know, you're not running slow enough and therefore you're tired come Tuesday or Wednesday when you're doing the speed work and therefore you're not getting the actual benefit of the speed work. You should really be doing, from what I've read, about 80 to 90% of your runs at an easy pace. It should really be a minute and a half to maybe two and a half minutes slower than your pace, like your actual goal pace. And people, you know, always think, well, that's too slow. You know, that's going to put me in the 11 minute mile range, the 12 minute mile range. But the reality is who, who cares, you know, if it makes you faster in the long run. And then the other argument I hear is, well, the elites, their long runs are at seven minute miles. Well, yes, they are, but their, their speed work pace is like four and a half minute miles, five minute miles. You know, like I said, you should be really running maybe two to three minutes slower than your marathon goal pace. That is two to three minutes slower than the marathon goal pace. Yes, it is faster than most of us run. And so it sounds fast and it is fast, but it's not fast for them. But you bring up a good point. And, and actually, one of the things that I like is groups. And I know it's been difficult with the, with the latest, and I even canceled this week's run because of uh, the spike that's happening in Warren County right now. But the um, running with groups is a great way to adjust that because in your long runs, and, and this is what I mean by running with groups, is don't run with certain paces. Run with people. That's the key. Let them set the pace for you. Long runs should never be fast. Throw in a fast mile if you want, and that's a good practice. But overall, your long run should be focused on distance always. And if you're, if you're, if you're trying to, and, and this is, um, especially for first-time runners, this is a focus on everybody's mind. I need to run what I'm going to run out the race. So I got to run the mileage and I've got to run the speed and I've got to run, I've got to, pre- I mean, there are practices and routines within your runs that you need to do to train. That is absolutely true. You need to understand your nutrition and you need to understand um, how you're going to work in uh, restroom breaks if you need them. And things that are more focused around what you're doing and what you're wearing and the things that you're carrying on you and those sorts of things are what you focus on. Um, but speed is not one of those on your, on your longer run. Never should be. The long run should be about building up mileage. You know, don't wear yourself out for the speed work, which is late in the week, because otherwise you end up in sort of a death spiral, I'll, I'll call it, where Tuesday you're working hard or Wednesday, whenever your speed work is, you're, you're doing 80, 90% of your max heart rate. Um, or if you don't train by heart rate, you're working yourself to the point where you're struggling to kind of catch your breath in between your sets come Saturday you're not fully recovered now you're running longer and still trying to run somewhat fast so now you're even more tired and you never fully recover so you know the the long runs that are about building that distance kind of building that pace let the speed work work on the speed thanks for joining us on this week's podcast I hope you enjoyed it feel free to uh, join us on any recording if you want to join us and and put your own uh, perspective on things If you have any suggestions for topics you want to hear about, if there are any special guests that you want to hear from, maybe a chiropractor or a PT person or maybe a trainer, I am open to anything. Appreciate doing these for you guys. And I know that all of the guests enjoy 
talking about running and all the fun things that go with it. Join us next time for episode seven. 